Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He's Blank, I'm Branham. Bobby Witt signed a, uh, a huge deal earlier today. By the way, 713-780-3776. People are sending us these epic lyric fells. So, you know, we were doing this earlier with the, the if you're going to have a fiddle in the band. If you're going to play in Texas. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. The lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana, man. Uh, what are your epic lyric fails that you have had? 713-780-3776. Ripzilla on the Twitter says, epic lyric fell. Quote, I'll never leave your pizza burning. You know where that's from? No. I'm going to ask not. him. I'm going to ask him where that's from. What, what are the epic lyric fails? And if they're not obvious, you're probably going to have to let us know. Because this is okay. Tough. It is the Rolling Stones' "Best of Burden." How do you know this? I want to be Google uh, Beast uh, of Burden. Yeah, the Beast of Burden. Uh, the they, people think it says, "I'll never leave your pizza burning." Burning. The actual lyrics are, "I'll never be your beast of burden." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Ocho says, "Y'all know the song Big Time' by Peter Gabriel." Yeah. I always thought they were saying "Skin Tight" instead of "Big Time." I guess. That used to be the, and maybe still is, the theme song music for one of Joe's good friends. I'm on my own way. <clears throat> I'm making it skin tight. At his tight. previous employment. I've got to make it show, yeah, skin tight. What should we do? What are the sure. epic lyric fellas that you've, you have? Uh, this one. 713-780-3776. Uh, this one I, uh, I fall into. Uh, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. Until just now, I thought it was, I get high, I get high, I get high. Apparently, it's, I can't hide. I can't hide. I thought it was I get high. Uh, Is that after I get by with a little help from my friends? No, it's a different song, but yes. Oh. Similar. I don't know music well enough to understand so these lyrics. I there's don't think. The these two that lyric fails. have always been like hacked up, but one is a Bee Gees song because it's the, um, you should be dancing. The The lyric, you can't tell because it's just a, a, a bunch of gibberish and very high-pitched lyrics. But it's, what are you doing with your back on the wall? Yeah, you should be dancing. And no one understood that. And the other one was Blinded by the Light. Blind, yeah. <clears throat> and everybody thinks it's wrapped up like a douching. It does sound like that. It does, but it's not. This one's my favorite. Uh, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. A lot of people think that he says, hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> yes, that one. yes I have that heard one. that. I've heard that one. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. They think it's hold me closer, Tony Danza. Um, that song probably came out before Tony Danza hit it, like made it. <laughs> Had to be. Probably. Like, yeah. I think he probably, I mean, he was born, but I don't think anybody knew who he was yet. Uh, someone said rack the cash bar, or rock the cash bar. Well, that's, that's the one, one that earlier. I said, yeah. Um, <laughs> Buddy thought it was forgive me, Monocue's man instead of more human than human. That one's from Rusty from uh, Friendswood. Any ACDC song? It's it is is it uh, Thundercat or something else? I don't know. Uh, someone sent in the Beast of Burden one. Panama says uh, Van Halen thought they were saying Cannonball. <laughs> really? Instead of Panama, thought they were saying Cannonball. That's pretty good. Uh, Lady Gaga sings bad word her face on her song Poker Face. No one caught it, and they played it all over the airways. I don't know if that's right. Well, the one that the Texans played forever in a day that with that on their intros. Oh, wait, they do say that. The first year or so, they didn't block out and realize that in the middle of that, the beat, the, the, how it builds up to the, 
<laughs> when the Texans take the field, they say O oh, and then the S word. Oh, really? And they let it play. Yeah, I was wrong on this. Philip Philip is the guy who sent it in. Philip sixty eight. She says that word eight times. No, she says that word twelve times in that song. How did they? How in did that poker pass? face? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she says it twelve times in that song, and apparently they played it all over the airwaves. That's crazy. I never realized that. Um, you dropped the bomb on me. My cousin thought Gap it was band. you dropped the bumblebee on me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great band. Uh, Bingo Jet had a light on Steve Miller band. Big old jet airline. I don't understand that one. Big old jet li- airliner is the name of the actual song. <laughs> but what if the lyric was "Hold me closer, Tony Danza"? <laughs> Anything from Pearl Jam, uh, Lady Gaga's true. Yeah, I just looked up. That's my bad. This one. This one blows my mind, too. It says, some people think it's kicking your cat all over the place instead of kicking your can all over the place from We Will Rock You. We Will Rock You, yeah. Kicking your, <laughs> kicking your cat? <laughs> I haven't heard that one. This one says, Rocket Man didn't know it was Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here all alone. I, I, there's something on that song that I didn't know either. Let me pull it up real quick. Rocket Man. I'd have to listen to it. All right, seven one three seven eight zero. You packed your bags pre-flight, zero hours. See, I used to think no. I think it was at the beginning of the song. That is no, no. Where they talk about well, maybe when the rocket's leaving. Oh, I think I burning out his. I think I used to think it was fuel and not fuse. Burning out his fuel up here alone instead of fuse. I don't remember. 713-780-ESPN. Bobby Witt signed a, a huge deal with Kansas City. He's going to be there for a long time. Uh, he's got player options, like three player options. There's a few team options at the back end of it as well. I'm a huge fan, obviously. Huge fan of signing players when they're super, super young. Now, the Astros don't have anybody as talented as Bobby Witt, especially in this uh, cal- like tier here, like the, the, the time span that we're discussing. But which Astro... With two years or less service time, would you be willing to extend on a fair long-term market deal? So it's ever fair. Like, we don't have to throw the numbers out here. But whatever would be the market value of that specific player, what would you be? who would you be comfortable giving a long-term extension to? Let's call it seven to ten years. For, like, what money? Fair market value. Like, whatever is the market rate for uh, any of these players. So, like, we're not going to go, so we're, going, we're not going to get $50 million to JP France. Like, the market rate for that specific player. So like, Bobby Witt's AAV, I think, is pretty affordable so for Tucker's a player. Out. We're going Yiner, yeah, he's Pena. Not, yep. Yucker. Well, Yucker. You would have Yiner, yeah. Pena, and then Hunter Brown, I think you could discuss as okay. well. Like, JP France is a rookie, but eh, like, I'm not signing JP France right, to right, a seven right. to 10 year deal. So, Yiner, so those are the Pena, three candidates. Hunter Brown. Yeah, those are the um, three candidates. I mean, for the upside potential, you say Yiner. But you run the risk of not seeing enough of them, like as on a full time basis, to really feel good about it. To where Pennion, you know who he's going to be, and I think that he's he's never going to live up to a lot some people's expectations about Correa. But he's still an above average shortstop, and and it's between to me, it's between Yiner and Pena, and I just can't see. I I, I don't find the value in Pena and the upside being much bigger than where he's at right now. I think it would be Yiner if I'm going to do any of them because of Yiner's potential to go big. Yeah, see, I think that there's a few of them that are in the... the to me, I would lock up two of these three. And I would do Pena. But you said choose one. No, I didn't say choose one. Oh, I thought, I, you I said, said, I thought we were choosing one. 
I said which Astro. I guess you could nitpick me that I, I did say choose one. Tech, eh, I don't know. I, I would do two of the three. Hunter Brown concerns me because he's a pitcher. Like, I don't like signing pitchers to long-term deals because they're pitchers. And, like, look at the last Astro pitcher that was signed to a long-term deal, Lance McCullers. And, like, when they signed it, it's, it was like, cool, that's that's low AAV. That's a good contract. That's super team-friendly. And he hasn't pitched because he's been hurt. Uh, Christian Javier is a pitcher who they got too, locked yeah. up. And, and Christian Javier was not very good in the second half of, of last season. So, I like giving I like signing players early and I like doing it more with position players than with pitchers. And there's still some there's still some concern about Hunter Brown. Like I have confidence in Hunter Brown, but what if what if Keith Law was right that Hunter Brown's command's never going to be good enough to be like a top flight starting pitcher? I think that's still somewhat in play. Uh we all believe in his potential. We think he's going to get there. Like we love what we love we love what we've seen except for the second half of last season, there's still some concerns with Hunter Brown. Jeremy Pena, to me, is a big league shortstop. Like, I know that people are down on his hitting ability, but Jeremy Pena is a very good defensive shortstop, and Jeremy Pena has been okay-ish offensively. Uh, he lost some power last year, but he upped his contact, and he, up, he upped his, uh, his strike zone, his plate discipline. So I'm okay if they gave Pena a seven-year deal. Now, that's where the fair market yes, value comes, because right. I'm not paying Jeremy Pena $25 million a year, but if you got him at $12 million for seven years, $12 million a year, like, I'm doing that. I- I'm locking him up. He's part of my future plans in short. He's 26 years old. I would do it for a seven-year deal, so he becomes free after his 33-age season. Yiner Diaz, I think, is a is a future all-star at the position. His offensive numbers are already extremely good for a catcher in Major League Baseball. Now, maybe you can move him to first base someday. Like, if you sign him to this extension, I probably would start looking at him at first base after Jose Abreu's contract is done. Yiner Diaz is 25 years old. If I got Yiner Diaz at a fair market rate of 12 to $15 million per year... And it's, that might be high because he's only spent one year in the yeah. pros. You might be able to get him closer to like ten to twelve million a year. That's something I would be interested in doing instead of just letting him play out there. You know, club control. We've seen it a lot with the Astros, where George Springer plays out his club control. He's gone. Uh, we've seen it with Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa plays out his club control. He's gone. The Astros have locked up players before. They locked up Jose Altuve. They locked up Alex Bregman. And look at the Alex Bregman deal. The When Alex Bregman's coming free is the perfect time for sure. Alex Bregman to come free. When Carlos Correa came free, that was still like in his late 20s. That's not the time you want him to come free. I like locking up players to where they come free at 32, 33, 34, as opposed to 28, 29 in that range. So I would be interested and, in this and, for Yiner and Pena. Not and, to Bobby Witt's AAV. And again, fair fair market value for these Jordy guys. gave you a deal, too. Jordan's deal is amazing. Forgot about Jordan's. Yeah, I mean, if you go with the Jordan deal, that's an amazing deal that is pro-team all over the place. And he just wanted to, to take the money up front and get it out of the way. And he gave you a sweetheart of a deal. And if Yiner's willing to do that, too, that helps you in a ton of ways when you're trying to lock up all these other players or other players that you you, you still want to see be a part of this. That would be a big deal as well. I could see Yiner possibly considering it. I think Pena's probably going to play it out a little bit. I don't know. Like, Pena, I would see Yiner more than Pena. I would Yiner see, would be more conducive yeah, to more taking open to deal. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for like, sure. Like you often see a lot of let's call it international players mm-hmm. that sign these deals more than American players. Although that's opposite with Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt did it today. American player. Um, 713-780-3776. Someone said Brian Abreu, honorable mention. Brian Abreu might be here too long. I think he's played more than two full seasons with the Astros. Eh, 
Eh, two and a half. So maybe you could throw Brian Abreu into yeah. the mix here. I would be cool with Brian Abreu in he's the mix here, too. Yeah, now, gonna, someone's going to pay him because he's damn good. I wouldn't want it to be hater money. Like I would want it to be closer to like Rafael Montero money. But I'd be cool with that. You sign uh, Brian Abreu to a seven-year deal instead of letting him walk in three seasons, and you give him Rafael Montero money, you lock him up, he's part of your back end of the bullpen for the next seven years, I'm okay with that. Well, even if you lose Presley now, you got your next five years pretty much locked up in the back of the bullpen between Hayter and Abreu. Yeah, so I, I would be cool with uh, I'd be cool with Yiner. I'd be cool with Pena. I'd be cool with Brian Abreu. Mm-hmm. Hunter Brown, still some questions Yeah, I got to see more. Still some questions there. Do you guys feel like this is something like that Dana Brown will try to do with what they did in Atlanta? I mean, I they would, locked up I think, Strider, Acuna, Harris. I think with Yiner they will. I mean, like I think I would, I'm sorry. I, I think with Yiner he will. Would you do eight year? Michael Harris got eight years, seventy two million. Hold on, say that again. Michael Harris got eight years, seventy two million. Mm-hmm. I know a different position, but yeah, like but that seems so cheap. Exactly. Acuna got eight years, one twenty four. You can get him years cheap when you sign him before. They're close to arbitration. And that's the, like I saw a bunch of Kyle Tucker tweet. Well, look, uh, Kansas City spends money. You should do this, Jim Crane. They're not alike. No. Bobby Witt has spent two full seasons in the bigs and hasn't had arbitration once. And that's when you start getting paid. That's when you start getting like significant money in Major League Baseball is when you hit arbitration. He still wasn't getting arbitration. Kyle Tucker's had arbitration twice. Right. Twice. And he's two years removed from free agency. Like when you sign these dudes or after their rookie year or after their second year. If not, they're going to be Springer. They're going to be Correa. They become more difficult to sign the closer they get to free agency. And once they hit arbitration, it's very difficult to sign. Right. And, and, and Acuna, he's got to look. I mean, he has got to be kicking himself and looking for a renegotiation because he just won MVP. Yeah, you don't see renegotiations in baseball, though. I know. That that's ridiculous, happen. though. But, I mean, at some point, he's going to be – I mean, he's got to be a disgruntled employee if he's winning MVPs and that's the kind of money they got him for. What'd you say it was, Joe? Oh, it was eight, eight years, a hundred, and then there's an option that makes it to ten years, one twenty-four. His option or their option? Uh, that I'm, I, I didn't see. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when you sign these players young, though. Like, yeah. look at the look at the contract that Jose Altuve had when he won MVP. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's why you sign players. That's you, what the Mariners did. That's you have to trust your evaluation, you trust your eye, and you lock up these players young. Like that, they they tried to do it with George Springer. Springer just wouldn't do it. They did it with Bregman. They did it with Jose Altuve, and those are, they did it with Jordan Alvarez, and those are those contracts that really pay off. And if you don't get them to sign those contracts, you're not going to pay them whenever they're entering free agency anyways. They're not going to sign Tucker. They're not going to re-sign Bregman. So get those deals done early, and I would be, uh, I would, I would be talking to Pena. I'd be talking to Yiner. 713-780-3776. HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, when we return, tough question I want to ask you guys. It, it involves Cam Whitmore and Amin Thompson. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Guys, we know the big game's coming up this weekend. You also know there's going to be plenty of prop bets and all the different action that's going to be out there. The best place to actually put your money down is mybookie.ag because they are always focused on you when you're focused on betting on some sports and they take care of you in a variety of different ways. And they have everything. They've got the big game odds coming up and all the prop bets. They've got NBA and college hoops every night as well as golf and soccer and hockey and so much more. It's awesome. And at MyBookie, it's more than just a sports book. You get real-life Vegas dealers standing by 
to have live in the flesh poker, blackjack, and roulette tables going even when there's not any games and sports to bet on. And all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag. But right now, click on bonuses when you go either to sign up for an account or actually to reload your account and see all the great ways to turn your deposit into a bonus cash opportunity. Whether you're new to mybookie or you want to reload your existing account, always remember our promo code BET975. That is the easiest way for you to literally double your deposit anywhere from $50 to $1,000. You could also refer a friend and get some bonus cash as well. But always remember the promo code, BET975. Use it, and you will see the return on your investment instantly. You put 50 in your account, you use the promo code, now you got 100. 100 in your account, you got 200 to play with, and so on and so forth. More money in your account, more games you can bet on, and more chances you can win. Always do it. Use the promo code BET975. Start right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Get yourself set up. Either reload your account or start up and set up an account and use that promo code when you put money in. It'll double almost instantly, and you'll see more opportunities to actually cash out. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the only place I tell you to do it. It's mybookie.ag and use the promo code BET975. The Killer Bees. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three J's coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. He's blank. I'm Branham. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. 713-780-3776. A few more of these uh, these songs that people thought were right but were wrong. You can keep te- texting them in, too. 713-780-3776. 5473, put the penny on the desk, Benny and the Jets. Okay. That, that one's wrong. Uh, banana pudding. He wants to lock up Chaz McCormick. One six eight six. Kid I know thought the lyrics to the chorus of "Last Night" by Morgan. It's Waylon, right? Morgan Waylon mm-hmm. was "Last Night She Let Me Lick Her Toe" instead of "Last Night We Let the Liquor Talk." <laughs> I don't know which one's better for a wow. little kid to know. Morgan Waylon was the guy who lost his uh, his throat, right? Wallen, but yeah, it is Wallen. I said yeah, Waylon. It's Wallen. Thinking of Waylon Jennings. Should be Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings was better than Morgan Wallen. A lot of people be mad about that. I know Morgan Wallen's got a following. Is he back yet? Yeah, he's back. Is he? Has he been back for a while? Yeah. He was a minute not that long ago. Wallen got a following. He does. He's he's uh people love Morgan Wallen. I don't really like any of the the new school stuff. Uh seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. HRMP listener line. Would you would you think about Chas McCormick as one of these players that you lock up? No. I would not at all. No, I just think, look, I think Chaz, he's been good. I think maybe he overachieved a little bit last year. I'm interested to see what he does this year. I'm glad he's on the Astros, and especially at his contract value right now, it's fantastic. I'm good with him. But I'm not trying to lock him up long-term right now. I think you could, not that they're a dime a dozen, but I think you could find another Chaz McCormick if you had to. Yeah, well, I don't know if you could find another. Like, he's, there was that top outfield list the other day. He was top five? That's why I said, let's see how it goes this year. Sure. Like, I think he might have overachieved a bit, but I, I don't know if Chaz McCormick's growing trees. Uh, you know, he had a good offensive year. Why I wouldn't do it, though, he's under club control for the next three years. He's free at the age. He, you have him under club control to the age of 31. Mm-hmm. So you already have him under club control to the age where I want players to be under club control. He comes free at 32. I don't need to lock up a Chaz McCormick for his 32, 33, 34, 35 year seasons. Not me. Either. So I'm good with where he's at. Like Chaz McCormick's a guy that I'm not locking up. I- I'm using him until this sounds awful. I'm using him until his contract runs out, and I'm probably not resigning him when he's 32 unless it's a very, very cheap deal and it's very, very short term. It's a business, and I think that's one of the reasons why people and this, you know, and 
professional sports can get the bad rap, but that's exactly what you're supposed to do. You've got him on a sweetheart of a deal uh, through the, the majority of his prime, and then you play your cards out. And that's why, we, you know, when you talk about Kyle Tucker, it's the same way. If he's looking for 10 years and he's looking for a massive amount of money, I, I think Kyle Tucker is going to play somewhere else, and I think they're going to move on from him, and he's probably going to walk away from whatever they offer. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think – like, baseball general managers have wisened up. Like, it's difficult for a 32-year-old free agent to get stupid money nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, you used to see it 10 years ago. Guy's really good at the age of 32. He's a free agent. He's getting a 10-year deal through the age of 42. You don't see that very often anymore. And normally you saw it from the big powerhouses, the machines, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the things like that. But even there, they're getting wiser and, and they're getting more creative, as you saw with the Otani deal. That's the only way they want to entertain any of that big, big money long-term if they can get away with it. But, yeah, they're, they're not throwing away stupid stupid money and watching the return on investment just be nothing for the final three to four years of a deal. Yeah. Like, I like Chaz, but like if Kyle Tucker was a free agent at 31, he would get a massive contract still for like six or seven years. Six or seven, but not 10 like we used to see. Yeah, but like Chaz, he's nowhere near Kyle Tucker and those guys. Like, mm-hmm. like he is like when he hits arbitration, like that's probably what his max salary will always be. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's got, eh. his long swing scares me sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I, I never. I don't think he's ever. I think Joe's right though. From an arbitration standpoint, that'd be that'd probably be the most money he's going to get. <sighs> I think he'll make more money on in free agency than arbitration. But, Sorry to be a dog in you, Chaz, and you got married this weekend. Congrats! Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations Chaz McCormick, on your marriage. We're just not giving you any money. Yeah. Sorry. No, I think he'll get. I think he'll money. get a higher salary, but I don't think it's going to be long term. I think it's like it'll a be two-year two year deal. Three year deal. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be extremely short. All right, tough question. I want to ask you guys about the uh, Rockets rookies. If Cam Whitmore went to another team, like somebody else drafted him, you didn't draft him at 20, he's sliding, he's sliding, he's sliding, somebody drafts him at 18, somebody drafts him at 17, they draft him just before your pick at number 20, would you be upset that the Rockets drafted a Min Thompson over him? No, I wouldn't. Look, I like what Cam Whitmore brings to the table, but I think that, you know, the fact he, he was sliding and Amen Thompson has shown me that his potential, we don't know how there's no ceiling on Amen Thompson right now. We know that he's got to get a better shot. But in terms of just the athleticism, the length, you know, the fact that, you know, the ball handling, the, the way he sees the floor, I, I'm glad that both of them are on the Rockets. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm, I, w- I would not have told them that they should have taken Cam Whitmore at four instead of a mentor. No, it was been. Are you disappointed in it now? Hindsight twenty twenty. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna push back at this because I think you're being I think you're contradicting yourself. We've we've been doing the February. We've been doing the monthly. I love the Cam, Rockets. I love Cam Whitmore. Okay, but we've been doing the monthly. Who are the top Rockets that we're building around? Our aggregate score. Our average score is Alpi one. Cam two, mm-hmm. Jalen three, Jabari four, Amin Thompson five. I think the both of you had Cam Whitmore higher than Amin Thompson. I did for now. Then how can you say that you're going to have think, Cam Whitmore that you're building around more I than Amin Thompson? You but you wouldn't be upset if they passed on Cam for Amin. You just you said right. I just told you February why because 1st, I think that the you have ceiling Cam higher is than Amin. higher for the overall for their career for, can be for Amin Thompson. Then why are you building around Cam and not Amin? Because for right now, the, the fact that you have the because I have both of them on my team, so I think that right now Cam's a better player than a man. But it's not but okay. over the, like I don't think that that's what we mean by what like who are you building around? Like who you're building around is like who's the nucleus? Just, who's the future of this team? You're writing the questions. I'm just answering them. I'm just I'm just saying right now. I know, that, and I'm that pointing that out I the think, answer. I think that long term. The ceiling is higher on Amen Thompson, but I think short term right now, okay. Cam is showing out more, and, and he's he's more polished right now. Then why would you go short term over long term when you're building around a player? 
I said I said I wouldn't be mad because I'm I'm sticking with the men. Well, I'm, okay, I'm going back to the question we were talking about earlier this month, and we've been doing it each and right. every month right. since the start of the year. Who are the Rockets in order that you're building around? Because there's, you still run the risk with the men that he's not going to pan out okay. to the higher ceiling. But I think that for right now, that's why as long as they're both on your team, that's that would be my priority for right now because Cam's showing you more already. But I think that over the lifetime of their contract, I mean, of, the, of their careers, I think that there's the, the ability for Amanda to actually be a better overall player. Okay. All right. I feel like there's some contradiction here. Maybe I'm wrong. 713-780-3776. Yeah, I'd be upset. Like, watching them play the way it's gone so far with Cam, like, I, I'm all in on Cam. I said that on Friday when we did it. Like, he was number one for me. And, and because he, he's a walking bucket. And, like, I think his issues that he has in terms of, like, the need to just touch the ball and shoot it at times, like that can be fixed. And I think it will be. Like, I think the Adoka stuff that he was talking about after the game is all fair and warranted. But looking at the way Amen Thompson is and the jump shot and where it's at right now, yeah, I'd be bummed because it's just like Amen Thompson, if he was playing like Cam Whitmore was, they'd probably be sitting Fred Van Fleet. Even more. Well, they are. They are going to sit. Well, he's not. Gonna, I mean, <laughs> like not sit him, but like forty-four million and sit him. Yeah, but like a man would be playing even more than he is. Like Cam Whitmore is forcing himself into the rotation after being sent down in the G League. So yeah, I would be disappointed. Like, and, and Cam Whitmore is probably the only player in this draft you can make an argument for. Like Osser, however you say his twin's sure. name, anywhere from five. It's been like good, but like most most of these guys have not really panned out quickly. Cam Whitmore is showing the most flashes. I would definitely be now, bombed I if will he was say, on another team. You say, you know, what Cam, what Cam is doing is fixable. But right now we're still watching Jalen Green hoping that he's fixable too. Right? Yeah, but the thing, but that's three years I in. Think, I think Jalen's more consistency than, than like, because when Jalen plays well, Jalen's really good. I, I, but I, I don't think that is, though. I think they're both similar in the fact that in the systems they've always played, it's as soon as I touch the ball, my thought process is I need to go get a bucket. Uh, Jalen had seven assists yesterday. He did have seven assists yesterday, but overall, unless he gets it, you know, without this little hot streak he's been on prior to that, like there was a real issue that we've talked about on this show that when he gets the ball, his his he he puts blinders on and he goes to the cup or he he, he gets his. I think Cam Whitmore is more of a black hole than than Jalen. See, I think Cam's already fixable because when they sent him down to the G League to learn a lesson about doing the other things and playing defense and trying to some of the things he had to do to get back up, he was willing to do those things. He made those adjustments, and now he's playing more because of them. This is just another progression for him where I think he will actually get it and grasp it and be more open to it. Yeah. Um, I would probably go... I, I still like a men more long-term. I still and I like Cam Whitmore's closing the gap. Like the fact that Amin was four and Whitmore's twenty, that's too big of a gap. Like a lot of people, I think a lot, I think most people would say they would have drafted Cam ahead of Amin. You, it makes you, you wonder could, what happened on draft day with so many teams yeah. to let a guy that was supposed to be a lottery pick Maybe fall a as far Tunsil as he did. Issue. I don't know. If you if you had a draft redo today, if you redrafted the 2023 NBA draft, I think Cam Whitmore goes ahead of Amin Thompson. I think Cam Whitmore is the fourth pick in the draft. Like it goes, Victor, Miller, Scoot, Cam. Like that's your top four. Did he? Does he pass Scoot? I don't know. Scoot's Scoot, been, Scoot, Scoot's Scoot, fun lately. He had. I like watching him play. He had thirty the other night, didn't he? Miller's coming along. Miller was at the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Year or Rookie of the Month. Yeah. Victor. Victor's putting up numbers. Victor's putting up incredible numbers. Is shooting? Eh. 
putting up incredible numbers. That's another guy that's a ceiling is unlimited because of the fact that whatever he looks like right now in a couple of years, he's going to be totally different when he fills out. Yeah, I would still I still lean a men over Cam, but I feel like it's four and five. I feel like I'm, I personally lean a men. I think it would be a men Thompson, Cam Whitmore five, but I think more people yeah, would I, have Cam four a men five. Yeah, I don't watch his brother enough because I thought that his brother was supposed to be the better shooter of the two. But that a men had more overall well-rounded game in terms of all aspects of the game and ball handling and passing. But I, I think that Cam is definitely in your top five. But I think the big picture still says general managers look at a men Thompson and says he's my fourth pick. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now, if he's your fourth pick, though, I think you're building around him more than, than Cam. But just a difference of opinion there. Skill sets also matter too, right? I mean, it depends on what he brings to the table. If he can't be, if, if he never completely gets a consistency to his jump shot, yeah, then that that changes things for sure. Seven one three seven eight zero ESP and HRP listener line. But before we go to break, we got to give you a little bit of something. Forty eighth annual Houston Fishing Show is coming to the George R. Brown Convention Center from February fourteenth through Sunday, February eighteenth. It's everything for the fishermen. All the new rods, reels, and lures. There will also be continuous clinics by expert fishermen covering salt and freshwater fishing. If you love to fish or just want to learn about fishing, don't miss the forty eighth annual fishing. Show. Show. Check out HoustonFishing.com. That's HoustonFishing.com. Caller number 5 to 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets. Caller number 5 to 713-780-ESPN. The questions that could define the Super Bowl. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. 3%. Uh, 8807. We'll get to the Super Bowl questions in a moment. Uh, is Jalen on a little hot streak or are we seeing the coaching start to break through? Remember, this is Jalen's first real basketball coach in his life. That's a point that I've been saying a lot. Uh, first time he's been coached in his entire life. Do you think it's coaching? Do you think it's a hot streak? Do you think it's a heater? Um, I think it's both. I think that it took him a little longer to grasp all the concepts that Udoka was trying to preach than some of the other guys. But I, I would give credit to the coaching staff and Jalen because Jalen has been more open to it. And in the process, everybody's reaping the the, the benefit. Now we're going to see how that effect went Fred out. Now you're really going to see, see if he can take it to the next level, which is going to be... if. He, Udoka wants him to facilitate. Yeah. Will he be willing to pass more? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's become a better passer, even though his assists are down. Like, we also have to keep in mind that they don't have as many possessions per game as they used to have. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing we don't get. Well, his, his, his points per game are down. His assists per game are down. Well, they're running less possessions. I'm not even looking at that. I, I just think that overall for him... It's we see a lot less of what we saw was something every night. We sure. saw the body language, the complaining on calls, the not playing defense, the not rotate, all the different things that you can nitpick and or just right in front of you. We're seeing a whole hell of a lot of le- less of that, which means yeah. the coaching is definitely helping. I haven't really seen much of that at all recently, which yeah, I saw I think the body language last night, which was a little disappointing, but you're also getting your ass handed to you. Yeah. Uh, Ocho says, uh, Joe, you're right about the draft. I've said all along this, this was a weak draft. The fact that Jairus Walker and Marcus Sasser were first-round picks tells you everything you know about the quality of this draft. Ocho, you're a hater. You're, that's a flat-out troll, Ocho. And that comes from a troll. It takes a troll to know a troll. 
Uh, I see what you're doing there, Ocho. See what you're doing there. I mean, he's not. Is he wrong? Marcus Mark has been really good, and, and I like Walker too. Like, Barris is Barris is a potential pick. He was super raw. Yeah, like the, the thing about these drafts too is like they're just not good. Like that's the other thing about the NBA draft. That's like, why trading right, late first doesn't matter. Like they just none of these guys are good, and like most of them are not going to be. If Jet Howard's going in the top twelve, you have a problem. Yeah, like the the big thing to me <laughs> that I always say is the fact that when you had some of the great players come out, the the draft was based on ability. And it's so much on potential now that it's basically, it's not a coin flip, but it's a whole hell of a lot closer than it ever was when you used to get the top five. All of them would become starters. Three or four of them would probably become all stars. Because now the, you just, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, because like none of these guys are developed. Like it, it's not they a are. Rockets problem that like they have guards that are shoot first, pass later. It's, it's, that's AAU basketball. They don't play college basketball. They play in the G League Ignite and Overtime Elite. Like they don't play yeah. real basketball. I think that's what the Heat. Have, like I think that's why the Heat are maximizing their draft picks. Like they're kind of taking these proven college guys. And also, if you think about the length of the contract, is that the way to go? Because whenever you draft these undeveloped rookies, you not they give what a four year deal with some player options, right. like uh, player options on the end of the four year deal, and you're having to make a decision before that fourth year. So if you're drafting an undeveloped guy that's going to take longer than three years to develop, well, he's going to play on another team by the time he's developed. Right. You're going to be the, the the team picking up the price tag and the receipts to get him developed and when it's time for him to, to kind of pay it back for you someone's going to pay him more than you are and they're going to walk from you yeah, yeah. and that's and that's you why to get a player who's like kid he, from ucla has been huge for the, yeah hockey Jaime Jaime yeah. has been big for the heat like that like that's why i view the nba draft now like if you want to compare it to the nfl like the first round of the nfl draft to me is sometimes the top five in the NBA draft. Yeah. Like, those are your first-round blue-chip elite prospects. Like, the second round, those are like seventh-round NFL picks and undrafted guys. Like, they're mostly useless players to even, your roster. Even those five, though. Like, you went from a, an international player who's like a unicorn talent. Brandon Miller was the only college kid. Serious questions. And he only spent one year at college. Mm-hmm. Scoot Henderson, G League. Amin Thompson, overtime elite. His brother, his twin brother, overtime elite. It's like... Which of those five players are developed? Like Not, yeah. Miller's the closest. Closest. Miller's the closest, but might have the lowest. And there were character eh, issues there too, which yeah. means it scares people. And off. that's tough whenever you only have a four-year rookie deal. Yeah. So that's that's like one thing that the Heat are doing well. I think is they're drafting these guys who. During their contract, they might not have the upside. Right. They might not have like they're not going to have the upside of Victor Wimbanyama, the Thompson twins, a Jarris Walker. But in those four years that they have them under contract, they're going to be better in those four years than yeah. a lot of the players in the draft. And the other thing why everybody complains, Joe, kind of what you were touching on too. People complain all the time. Well, why is the foreign kid going one? Why are all the foreign kids climbing the draft boards? Because overseas. Half the day is school, half is fundamentals, and they learn the game, and they learn shooting touch, and they learn the things that are going to make them money in the NBA because they're going to be ready to play quicker. When you talk about the kids that come through (laughs) G League and come through Overtime Elite and, and all these programs with AAU, all they know is iso ball, get the ball, and get out of the way, and then they get to the NBA, and their fundamentals need help, and their understanding of both ends of the floor need help, and it becomes a massive project instead of a plug-and-play guy. Yeah, it's like if I could fix the NBA. We talked about fixing college sports the other day. If I could fix the NBA, I would go back to that you could come out of the draft uh, out of high school, but if you aren't selected in the first round or you don't sign a contract, it's like baseball. And you have to play a certain amount of years. Football's the same way. Yeah, like it's, it's three like, years removed. It's actually an age. Limit, so wait a minute. It's usually three years removed. If you don't go in the first round, 
you still have to do what? No, like like if you choose not to sign with your team. So like, let's yeah. say the Rockets take a Men Thompson out of high school. Yeah. And 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 he says, you know what? I don't want to play for the Rockets. I'm going to go play college basketball. You need to go play real college basketball. You should be locked in for at least two years. Like get some development in these yeah. guys. Now because, baseball, you could go to a JUCO and get drafted after your first yes, year. you can. And you could do the same thing. But like I, I think the baseball rules are perfect. Football is kind of the same way, except you don't have the option of being drafted at high school. Yeah, you have to be three years removed from high school. Yeah. To, to be drafted in the NFL, and that's been challenged. It was Maurice Claret? Who was the USC receiver? Was it Mike Williams? I think it's. I think that's right. I think that's right as well. They uh, like I like that rule too. Like I think you should be able to come out of high school. If you and then have the option, or, or just even like if you want to take that element part of it out of it, I'm okay with that. Like you make the declaration, you're there or you're not. Um, and then if you do make the decision to not come out of high school, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of three years. I can live with two. Baseball's three See, years, they, and they have to have, have the option so that you don't have a guy's whole career get shot because he thought or got bad advice, thought he was going to be a first round pick, and when he wasn't a first round pick, just you know, has no choice yeah. in college, can't find a pro team or a European team that's going to spend the time on them and the money, and then the career is just over. Do they still have that where if you don't hire an agent, you get drafted, you can go back? No, no you, I think you that, can I declare, think but within like two weeks of the draft you or like three weeks out. of the draft, you can back out. But once yeah. if you go in and, and enter the draft... There's a different timeline, though. Uh-huh. If not having it, it used to be if you got drafted and didn't hire an agent, you could go back to your team. Like I like that. I wish they would kind of bring that back. Um, or maybe even have an agent and still be allowed to do that. See, I think that the way to get around it, too, so you don't have these kids flailing in the wind looking for someone that's going to give them an opportunity if they don't get going the first round is, you got to go to that, – that would be if you went to college for a year. If you go to college for a year and you declare and you don't get drafted, then you can go back to college because then there's a landing spot for them to kind of get yeah. that season. I wonder how the calendar works they'd here, have, too. They'd have to change the NBA draft totally. The, the, I think the schedule matters here. Yeah, this, it'd be a schedule issue. The NBA draft is – in late, June. It's, 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 it's in June. It's, it's third week in June. College rosters are set by then. Yeah. Like, they'd so, have, they have to move up the timeline. Yeah, the but timeline the, would have to change. But that, the problem with that is the play, the, the C, NBA season goes too long. Like, it, yeah. it's complicated, but, like, putting, having these kids stay in college longer would benefit the NBA so much. Sure. It would benefit college sports, too. It would too. benefit the kid, too, See, there's in a, a lot of ways, except for the money. There's a lot of players at, like, Blue Blood programs that will toy with the idea of entering the draft. And the blue blood program will think that they're going into the draft, and they'll recruit a player to fill that to spot, yeah. and then they don't have a home if once they pull out of the draft. So yeah, they, like who is the twi- the twins from Kentucky? They were the Harrison big, twins. They were a big problem with this. Cal Parry thought the Harrison twins were both going to go to the draft, even though he knew they weren't ready. They went back to Kentucky, and he was like, well, "I don't even want these guys." He had to start them and play them, but it was a huge problem. Well, I mean, he could not give them a scholarship. Yeah, I guess. Wanted. Like, there's been other programs that the same thing happens, and they don't have a scholarship waiting for them. Yeah, but Kentucky's, you know, they're built on at first least round with picks. the at least with the transfer portal, they could they could say they're going back, and if there's no place for them, they could still go and get college seasoning yeah. at a different program. And I don't think they had the transfer portal. They back did when, not when he's talking about a triple zero two hole up. Are y'all finna burn inside the station? Sounds like a fire alarm. They're doing tests. At least that's what Joe told us. We have our lives in Joe George's hands. Uh, we got an email about it. We didn't. We didn't. I didn't know that. We didn't know I heard the fire. About it. Alarm was like, should I go back to the studio or should I run downstairs? Are you sure you didn't get the email about it? I lost hearing I am, yeah. in one ear because it got me coming back into the studio at a very, very loud whatever noise that first was before the siren. Let's or... see. Joseph email I got today. No, no, no. It's not from me. It's from, from like It's from Esme or Laura. Mm, I don't see an email today. I don't know. I got it. I, I don't believe just, I did either. Yeah, I think they probably just sent it to department heads. 
Hmm. And, and then the, the department, department head is supposed, supposed to, to relay the information yes. to the department. I just assumed everyone got it. Uh-huh. Our HOD is not sending us Feel the email. Feel free to check the distribution list. I think our lives are at risk here, and I'm doing radio. Honey Glaze Brown, I'm applause to the Killer Bees for ignoring the fire alarms and confusing their show. Yeah, we're fighting it out while Joe doesn't give us email, <laughs> yeah. except for the fact that, hey, reminder, if you're still alive and the fire doesn't I get mean, you, Thursday my, you got a remote. The email says to undisclosed recipients. Which As we, head of department, yeah, who you sent relay it to you? the information Esme. to department. So do you not just quickly, 30 seconds, hey, Esme, did, does that mean that the broadcasters didn't I get was, it themselves? When Esme emails people, I assume it goes to the entire staff. That's an assumption. You know what happens when you That's assume? Exactly it makes right. an ass out of you and me. Not yeah. you. Not us. <laughs> not us you, this time. Definitely. You, definitely. Not us. Maybe maybe his department. Yeah. I'm wondering out what other emails we've missed out on. Did we have a potluck for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, yes. Yeah. We did? We did? Yes. Unreal. I love potlucks. You were out of time. I know. <laughs> 713-780-ESPN. Time for our car wreck of the day. What are you nominating Joe for George. the car wreck of the day? 713. <laughs> great call. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You all right? My leg is broken. The ball's oh, coming see. through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. He's blank on Branham. Um, time for our Car Wrecks of the Day. What are we nominating for Car Wreck of the Day? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees braving our lives to entertain <laughs> you over sports. Unless we got an email. Did we get an email? Did you get an email? Did not. I just checked my inbox. I didn't. I didn't get. An I email. did. I checked mine as well. I, I did get I an email you, from Joe. I bet you both got them. What do you mean, <clears> bet? <throat> I don't have an email. I just searched Esme's name in my Yahoo. Exactly. What do you mean exactly? Joel, I know you've been here long enough. You have a company email. No, I don't. You don't no, have a GalMedia email no, account because there was an issue with it, and there was—I don't want to say—there were certain things attached to it well, now, that they didn't want to do. So they said, "Are you cool with using your own email?" And I said, "Sure." They didn't want to give you a name. No, that there were—I think there was—we only got a certain amount of them, and other th- like for, for fi- <laughs> there was—I I think there was a financial attachment to it as well. Like they had to pay for a certain after a certain amount of email. And they're like, "Are you cool with just using your own?" I go, "Yeah, fine." This is nefarious. I feel something's wrong here. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I was fine with you. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Esme email me the distribution list so I can make sure that you guys are on it. Next Might have time. been probably a smarter thing to have that done before the fire drill, or in case it I've wasn't. I've been here fire for a year. I you're telling a... me that you've been here for eight years or whatever it is, Joel, and you've never got a company email. I can't help. No, you. I have. Girl, a I get them. I get them when the right people that care about me send them to me. Here we go. I have. I have a. I have a Gal Media email. I have and a Gal Media. Email. No, that email doesn't work anymore. Yes, it does. You set up your new one. Yeah. The Gmail? Absolutely. We got an email today from Laura Beavers at 5.01 p.m. Laura Beavers sent me an email at 5.01 p.m. today. You know what it says? Invitation to our company meeting on February 15th starting at 4 o'clock. The email I had before that is from February 1st from Lester, who's sending the FIFA World Cup 2026 schedule announcement. It's not my fault. Company email. How is it not your fault? I don't send the emails. Yeah, I know. Right, but you got to know. That's the issue. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know PD. who's on the list. Well, now you do. I now know you you're do. not on the list. I know. I'll and make Neil sure Blankers to fix it. Blankers is not on the list. I'll make sure to fix it. No, I get Esme Top emails. Top of my priority list. I, I get, get Esme, Esme emails. Time. She forwards them from David. She, she does. Yeah, yeah she, she's she got two different with us. She's got two different undisclosed recipients. I bet you this one was head of department. It and doesn't say that. 
Well, now she's looking. Wouldn't he's it passing be, but, the buck but as Esme. management, it's your responsibility to check for those that might not be able to check because we're not if aware. I had, there was I, an email. If I had to check to make sure that everyone at the station read their emails, I would have no. You don't have to Forward check and see if we read them. Undisclosed recipients. It's better to be safe than sorry. I you assumed you got it. You're not responsible for making us read them. Just make sure we get them. So, so it's our choice to read them. He's saying a lot of things that we're aware of that don't fix the solution. I said I'll fix it. All right, what else is getting nominated for Car Wreck of the Day? Clearly, Joe George is being nominated for Car Wreck of the Day. Alex, you're welcome. You don't have to do it today. We did it for you. Because otherwise, it's a daily occurrence. You know what? I, 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 don't, I don't want to move on from this conversation. You know what I want? <laughs> I, I want a sorry. I just want an apology. No! An apology makes everything better. No apology. He doesn't want to apologize for failing to send us co- a, a company email that we think we're in danger. Imminent. Can you not danger. To nobody. Can you not find your fault in this? I have no fault in this. This is wrong. Yes, it's wrong. you do have fault in this. You guys You just are the said... daily contact for all of us that are on air. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. So That's if you are... correct. <laughs> no. If if you are our daily contact and you are a department head or one. management within the station... I'm not. I'm fire not. No, didn't get I an email. I have like five bosses. You're That's a... not your problem. We all report through you on a daily no, basis. No, you don't. You're our boss. You're our manager. You, you're man. You're over. You're us. our day to day manager of of us being Joe in communication with the, the company. Joe, when we have a remote, who tells us we're on remote? Me. Whenever we have a fire drill, who's supposed to tell us we have a fire drill? As there you go. He's passing the bug. He's not <laughs> taking responsibility <laughs> for his own how you climb the corporate ladder. This is, it's embar- I'm I'm a little bit worried about where I work now because our leader has this type of leadership skill and management skill. This is our fearless leader. Doesn't pass along critical information. To his uh, inferiors. <laughs> Maybe you should send an email. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to send an email. Strongly <laughs> worded email. Or, gonna, or your HR and P. I'm just going to go with a six minute rant about how Joe George has failed us as a man. But you won't accept blame because it's not my I fault. Know, that's a problem. It has nothing to do with me. Whose well, fault is it? I don't know. Who we makes will the distribution agree list. to disagree that you are at fault, and we're right. Like Esme would like to say, I don't have everybody's email. So Esme says, I'll send it to those that do so that they can pass it on you to everybody. Li- you literally, but her email doesn't say that. Honey Glaze Branham, a good producer, always looks out for the talent. That's a fact. And then an assistant program director should be looking out for the best interest of their talent, too. Because he's responsible for the day to day. I told you guys, it's not an emergency. We're fine. 5010, I emailed uh, in the car wreck of the day, but Joe didn't send it to you, so you missed out. Car wreck of the day, Bill O'Brien for sure. Did he take the Boston College job? It's not official, official yet. We got a we got a text that said he did, and I was looking for it. I couldn't verify it. Well, you have anything for car wreck of the day? Uh, Pat Mahomes' dad. Yeah, not great. He already dewy. looked like he was living it up quite a bit in those suites with the cigars and everything. You know, this is karma, though. What's karma? Is this his third one? Yeah, I believe so. Three third, to ten years. Third DUI? You believe so. Three to yeah. ten years. Of pr- this is karma, though, for saying he didn't want to hang out with Taylor Swift in the in the suite. Who would not want to hang out with a sweet young lady like Taylor Swift? The fact that he s- said bad things about Taylor Swift, this is what happens when you say bad things about Taylor Swift. Well, he probably won't you be end able up in to prison. Know, so. You end up in prison. Well, he still can. He's going to have to be through letters and one call a day. Uh, well, no, wait a minute. They got Jackson out. Yeah, I think it was yeah, a one-time not thing. Yeah. They got Jackson uh, out Something of a about, whole lot of hot water. Like, where he Kansas City Chiefs should probably invest in like Uber for their family. Ooh, that's right, Andy mm. Reid's son. The last time they went to a Super Bowl, yeah, yeah it was Andy Reid's son. Too soon. So Mattress Mac belong in this list or the reaction to Mattress Mac? I think the reaction. I put yeah. him on there. It's more the reaction to Mattress Mac. I think the me. video is so stupid. What is he drinking? Drink? Yeah. yeah. 
he was missing a critical element. Yeah, the one that yeah, kills yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. He was missing a critical element of his drink. His drink wasn't quite drank. It was more just like the DK. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I didn't hate. I mean, I it's it cheesy. Weird. It's he, corny. He whatever. Up, he, he had another attempt at this like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's what, weird. He just puts it on social media too. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yep. I mean, people are talking about matches Mac. I think it worked. That's what he does. I think it worked. All right, it's gonna do it for us. Wait, I have won, to. What won? Joe? Yeah, oh, Joe. Yeah, of That's course. What have to say is a slam dunk. Joe won. HOD not sending out emails. Company importance. I had to do an hour of radio with Joe George. I was critical last week of whenever he had Connor and Beard on, and the suits upstairs heard this and they said you're gonna have to work an hour with Beard on Monday night. With Joe on Monday night. Yeah, probably get another hour. Coming. Beard, he called you Beard. I wish I was working with Beard. He sends me emails. Why wow, right, does that fun? And thanks to Joe for doing the hard work. He's blank on Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, I'll talk to you for another hour. Uh, the bullpen with Joe George and Branham coming up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.